everybody, and welcome to the Big One Podcast. This is your boy, B-Boy, and with me, as always, is your boy, New Guy. Hey, man. Uh, how's it uh, How's it going? I'm doing pretty well, man. How about you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Can you imagine what this podcast would be like if I wasn't here? I mean, it would be pretty one-sided, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I'm here. I'm happy here to talk about racing because that's what mm-hmm. we do here at the Big One Podcast. Uh, we also talk about a lot of racing in our posts at Podcast Big One on Twitter at Podcast Big One. And uh, yeah, uh, this week's sponsor is Ooh. Vanilla Orange Coke or Orange Vanilla Coke. Uh, I guess is the wow. correct way to say it. I'm really surprised yeah. it took so long for them to. Uh to make that happen with us yeah i think they had known you know we had been sponsored by a number of other drinks before and then uh this week sponsoring the race they mm. wanted to make us the mm-hmm. official podcast of the coke 600 oh, which is really sweet. cool nice hopefully they enjoy our all-star race uh, recap because that's what we had going on this week yeah and so by I, have golly. A, I have a quick question yeah. before we get into the all-star race oh yeah, yeah uh am shoot. i vanilla or orange I'm definitely orange. Okay, I'm very vanilla. You are very vanilla. Yeah, okay. I good. have never seen a person apply more sunblock in a three-hour race span <laughs> than your boy, new guy. Right I mean, here, I so. think I've told you about how badly I got burnt uh, at the Formula E race I went to in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, two full days for six hours out in the sun, in the dead of summer, without any sunscreen. I've learned my lesson. Oh, I was there. I was there. Well, I guess I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. I was there for the next one. The next but one I, I applied I it's like... vigorous amounts of sunscreen. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. All right. Good <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, here at Podcast Big One, we're going to talk about the All-Star Race because that's what we had going on this week and a truck race there at Charlotte, too. Mm. Um, and I want to start right out of the gate without even talking about the race, okay. just race grades. Oh, my! do you want my grade first? I want your grade first. I'll give it to you. I would say uh, A+. plus. Yes. Oh, man, you read my mind. A-plus from me as well, man. Yeah. I've been saving this A-plus, and I have uh-huh. said that multiple times. A good A's out uh, three, two, you know, three, four times before, A's and A-minuses. But I've been saving that A-plus, mm. and this is exactly the event I was saving it for. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. What a race. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was exactly what I want out of a race. Yep, and I think that's exactly what NASCAR wanted. That is how you do an all-star event, people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right? I, the only other all-star event that I think is worth a damn is the NHL all-star game. Like, uh, because they do the 3v3, it's kind of interesting. Oh. But, like, all the other ones are just whatever. It's just a bunch of superstars out there yeah. fucking around. Like, like it would be like a guy's going out there and running a couple hot laps. I mean, like, look how fast we went, you know? Like, like yeah. that was a like that was fun. And uh, I had a couple reasons. I'd written them down why I think it was more fun than a normal NASCAR mm. event. Um, one, uh, only green flag laps counted in the final stage. Yeah. And and I think we men- might have mentioned this last week or just in me and you talking. I think they should be doing that at all the tracks. Final 10 laps, I don't only want green flag laps yeah, to count. Yeah, I totally agree. And it might hurt someone that is, uh, you know, running low on fuel or whatever. Who the hell cares, yeah. man? Everyone's going to be affected by it the same way. If you were trying to run st- strategy and there was a caution, tough luck, man. Tough luck. Yeah. Um, the other thing, a green-white checkered to end each stage uh, to for the Open specifically was phenomenal. I mean, that's what set up all these amazing finishes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, – well, I'm curious. How – do you think that drivers would try just as hard for stages during other races? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, maybe not quite as hard because this was like literally a you know non points paying event. Like mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. willing to like the forty three was willing to wreck someone. <laughs> to do yeah. It. yeah, uh that probably wouldn't be the case in uh-huh. a regular event because like you still have another stage you gotta run. Yeah. Um, but I think guys, you know, given the chance for one point, we've seen them step up on the wheel and and really get that that playoff point or and get those extra 10 points you know yeah um so i absolutely think that if the crowd were bunched up and and see it would it would happen very rarely in regular events mm-hmm. like it just wouldn't happen yeah. that often i i it's really can count not, on one hand yeah how many it's not times that i think it's happened the stages end in yellows yeah it's uh, yeah it's just not a very common thing but so, i mean fuck it yeah it would just be such an exciting rare occurrence to have happen absolutely yeah and then the other thing that i think was just great and hopefully we see it again this week since they're at charlotte for the coke 600 this week 
four wide, like down the straightaway, uh-huh. <laughs> competitive race cars, just yeah. up and down. Man, the leader could not like could not necessarily get away. I mean, at some points they did, but really the the leader on a restart was in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. You know, I I noted this to you was just. If I were the leader on the restart, I'm not going to – I'm going to get past. Like, someone's going to try and get by me inside or outside. The second row seemed to have the best yeah. positioning I'm, on each restart. I'm curious. Do you think that that's a bad or a good thing? That's – I would say necessarily it, – it kind of is a bad thing, but it's really good for the racing action. Yeah, so. I totally agree. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, it's absolutely – yeah, like, sucks for the leader, but, you know, <laughs> that's the, – the racing product is so much better. Yeah, and you know what? I do kind of like the fact that on a restart you lay back and you need that push from that guy behind you mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, the normal Kyle Busch or Brad Keselowski try and trick you and, like, get a whole fucking car length head start before you even get to the line and then they're gone kind of thing. That, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's, that's not skillful. It is. But, yeah. but, but like, they have a bit of an unfair advantage there sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so. it adds, like, a bit of necessity to – have elements of teamwork in there the only way that you're going to be able to hold your position is if you've got the guy behind you working with you Uh, yeah speaking of teamwork i did notice the chevys were working pretty well together this week so Mm. that was a bit interesting Mm. um i mean all in all i mean i think it was kind of a free-for-all like whoever could push whoever yeah um but i did notice the chevys lining up occasionally so or maybe i'm just uh, more uh (laughs) toned to it because i'm hoping for it kind Mm. of thing but Mm. um let's talk the open okay yeah. All right. For those for those that didn't watch that the open race, I mean, even if you just watched the All Star race, you had a great time. But the open race was uh, what uh, all the drivers that aren't technically All Stars used to get into the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the guy that ended up winning it all actually came from the open, which is nuts. Yeah, like, it's only a, I think it was only a cool fourth time. Yeah, yeah, only the fourth time I think that's ever happened. So, um, I think that this open is pretty close to the perfect race to show someone for the first time oh yeah i just absolutely. i just thought about that like it's it's short enough uh and there's just so much action happening with yep. you know there's some more calm points uh mm-hmm. but that's a good thing it, it helps build up to the rest of the action i mean yeah like just it's it's been a little while since i have been so excited for a driver and so heartbroken uh for bubba wallace uh, oh, i got yeah. those two reversed heartbroken yeah, at first because yeah. he almost won that first stage uh and then william byron swooped in and stole it Man, out from under him what a move which was yeah, just yeah. such an incredible move and you could wow. see the desperation in the way that bubba was driving oh for, yeah trying to force I mean, he him needed down. it yeah yeah just i mean we we talked a little bit about this this past week too but uh rumors swirling about the 43 it really about the richard petty motorsports mm. in general does richard petty want to be in the sport anymore does the team is it like solvent enough that it'll stick around maybe the charter will be picked up by richard Pe- or uh richard childress um and live on there um you know the, obviously that means a lot of a lot of implications to who would be driving that car mm-hmm. maybe not bubba but Honestly, like he's held back by equipment most of the time. Yeah. And then he needs to have moments like these to show that he can drive. Yeah. And, and he did. He drove the wheel off the thing, lost that first stage. And then the second stage, poor uh, Daniel Suarez on his inside, 43 was not losing that second stage. No. Uh, he was going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I think that he was by far the driver I was most impressed by. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he beat he beat friggin' Alex Bowman, William Byron, Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr. He placed ahead of all of those guys in hey, the All Star race. He finished yeah. fifth overall, which and just, in those in that yeah. yeah in that last stage he was not not like up there like he had been in the open because mm-hmm. he had pit strategy. He was up there because his car was that good. Yeah, and, like, and, and he, he was also, driving. It. I think had been showing off an ability to save the car until yeah. when he needed it it was really really yep. smart responsible driving uh it was just it was it was fantastic to see it, yeah so just yeah. to just to kind of recap some of those the stages there obviously we talked about the 24 william byron the fight was between the 43 and the 42 a two lap shootout and 43 runs wide into three and four as you do to try and keep the guy to your outside uh backing off a little bit so he kind of has no way out um, and the 24 just saw his opportunity. He ran wide on the entry to the corner, 
shoots way down to the bottom of the track to yeah. come off the corner and just he ran up into the 43 but he didn't care he, he was standing uh-huh. on the pedal there and yeah. uh and those cars are, are relatively easy to keep straight uh with this package so yeah, yeah i kept it kept it straight and got it done so that got was, a little bit of damage mm-hmm. but got it done it was such a beautiful move by the 24 there yeah it was great and then we had yeah the, like i said the next stage the 43 um, racing ahead of the uh, 41. 41 trying to get to his inside. Um, 43 basically put him in the grass and then turned him, mm-hmm. uh, as you do as the outside car, just kind of bullying the guy to your inside. Uh, you know, no, you know, you didn't hear anything after the race from the 41. I yeah. think he knew. Yeah. You know, this is what it is. So if he was in that same position, he might have done the same thing. Yeah. So. Um, and then the 42, who had ran third in both of the other previous two stages, um, run, kind of runs away with the last one there uh-huh. and, and advances. And then the 88 advances on a uh, fan vote. So. Yeah. Any surprise from you about the 88 winning the fan vote? Sort of. I don't know what he's really done to earn it. <laughs> Three second places in a row. I think that, I guess, that really yeah, won yeah. over some fans. Yeah, he's got the number as well. The number, yeah, that uh, makes sense. I don't know. You know, I, I said it while we were uh, watching this race, um, and I want to say it before I forget, I really mm-hmm. liked how stable these cars are because it, it just allowed them to be so oh, much yeah. rougher with their racing. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But also, they weren't so smooth that you didn't have any spinning out. It was a, oh, no. a really solid balance of difficulty of control while still being able to race hard. Well, and also you carry so much speed that, like, by the time you're about three-quarters of a way through the corner, uh-huh. you are 100% on the gas. Maybe you lifted because you had a guy to your outside earlier in the corner, but you are 100% on the gas, and you are hoping that car is not going to run into the car to the outside or yeah. do what Kyle Busch did in that final stage and just slam into the wall because sometimes that's what happens. The car just can't turn right yeah. coming off the corner. Yeah. So uh, um, what, what happened between – ryan newman and uh bowman do you know the full story there well ryan newman and bowman uh yeah at the end of the race oh you mean ryan newman and clint boyer that's right sorry 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 okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um well so i think what happened was the 14 thought that ryan newman or clint thought that ryan newman was a lap down and maybe he had been raced a little harder or whatever but he didn't i don't think he even thought anything of it and then after the race the six just turned the 14 up into mm-hmm. the wall. And I think the 14 was just kind of flabbergasted by the whole thing. Cause he was just like, I thought it was just, a, you know, fucking Ryan Newman. What he does is he just r- races hard all the damn time. And he was just a lap down racing me hard. And then, you know, immediately after the 14 got out of the car, he went over and rock em, sock em robots through the window, yeah. uh, right to Ryan Newman's face, gave him a nice little shiner. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I saw it anyway. Yeah. Yeah uh that's what i understand the story to be as well that was a pretty funny mm-hmm. little way to end everything yeah i i like honestly all i could think because i was so flat, like happy that 42 had won was during the race i was like man there's like tons of these different like little feuds that went on during these events yeah. i'm surprised nobody's in each other's grill about anything and then the one that does break out is the one like no one saw coming mm-hmm. like no one knew that that had happened until after the race and we started trying to look up footage yeah. of that kind of thing and what it what had caused uh-huh. that i guess um but yeah some you know now that we're talking about the all-star race the first two stages were just kind of eh, but i think that's what happens when there's nothing to win um in the first two stage or in the first yeah, three stages i totally agree um i think they could fix that uh we had discussed maybe if they had the stage winners be able to start up front kind of thing so like let's say uh, driver a b c one st- stages one two three then whatever position they're running in in the fourth stage they'll run like up up front kind of thing like the guy that wins the third stage will start first the highest running of the previous stage winners run, start second and so on and so forth yeah like i thought that would be a good way to do it but but honestly track position kind of didn't matter at, at a lot of points here larson started that final restart with 13 to go from I don't know, like eighth or ninth, mm-hmm. seventh, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, and he got that push from the four and just kind of stuck his nose in the middle and hoped for the best, and yeah. it just worked. Yeah, I think as well they they could uh, just throw like a hundred thousand dollar stage win bonus. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, even just the money will help. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just it feels so weird to have stages when there is no reward for winning those stages. 
Yeah, agreed. It, it feels like unnecessary. Well, it's breaking the race up without, like, for for no reason other than to break the race up. Yeah, I like I said, I I think like the method I mentioned, I think it was a pretty good one. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't want to go back to the days where it was like a time where like the final stage when it would end, they would like invert the field. Maybe uh-huh. it was super weird. I don't even really remember Whoa, it completely what? straight. That's so weird. Yeah, and it was like I forget if it was like based on fan vote or like how it got decided. But basically what it meant was like, oh, is Dale Jr. leading? Then we won't invert it. And then if it's Dale Jr. 10th, then we'll invert the top 10. And it was super weird. It made no uh, sense. Okay. Gotcha. Like, it was whatever they had to do to get the popular drivers uh-huh. up front. And it was to generate drama because the t- you know top cars should have been the best cars. But honestly, clean air was king at, co- at uh, Charlotte for so long. Yeah. So, huh. um, yeah, it made eh, – I don't know. The All-Star race has always been so- sort of weird. But this was like – I think the most straightforward one in terms of just good drivers out there trying to race. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely think the open was the better of the two. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's what you get when you have people who are super desperate out there. Yeah, trying to show off their stuff. Mm-hmm. The forty-seven and the eight actually were uh, interesting to me because they're both guys. The guys that are leading for rookie of the year right now. I think they might even be tied for rookie of the year mm. right now. Um, but yeah, they they were running really well, looking like either one of them might be able to advance. And uh, the the 47 just kind of ran uh, – the the 8 was running wide trying to do you know what a couple guys had done, which is kind of just like slide job up in front of you right as you're coming off the corner and you're going to slam into their back. And the 47 wasn't having it. So he caught the back right rear of the 8, turned him and himself into the wall, and then proceeded to finish wrecking the 8 car. Yeah. Uh, but ruined both their nights. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean – you know, you got to stand up for yourself at some points, I guess. Maybe not you the do. smartest choice. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, if you are ever going to stand up for yourself, an exhibition race is probably the, yeah, the spot to do it at. Yeah, Non-points race is kind of the way to go. Yeah, there. for sure. Uh, so uh, any any other closing comments kind of about the Open and the All-Star race? I don't think so. I think we've done a pretty good job covering it. Nice. Not to pat ourselves um, on the back too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I, I've done a good job. I'll yeah, yeah. There. I'm proud of you. I'm proud Thanks, of you. Thanks, man. Um, so just to recap some other events that happened um, in the past week or, or, or you know, even at uh, Charlotte this past weekend. We had the truck race on Friday night. It was basically a snore fest. I think Kyle Busch led 102 of like 130-something laps. Oh, um, really? So, yeah, whatever. Natalie Decker wrecked again because that's what she does. Uh, uh, she seem, She's seeming more and more like Danica 2.0. I know it's her first year, so we'll see. But, you yeah. know, not, not looking great. All right. Um, announced today, very exciting news, we have the 2020 Hall of Fame class coming your way. Oh, yeah, so starting with Tony Stewart. Oh, also, I guess our podcast uh, goes out on a Thursday night. So uh, two days ago, uh, 2020 <laughs> Hall of Fame class came uh-huh. out. Uh, Tony Stewart leading the way. I think that was a, a shoe-in first first-round Hall of Famer there. Um, Joe Gibbs, uh, so obviously, you know, current owner. Waddell Wilson, um, who was a, uh, he was a driver at one point, but then he was known as a, as a crew chief and an engine builder for a number of years mm. uh, for, like, Harry Rainier and, and Hendrick Motorsports. Um, so, like, he built engines for, like, Bobby Allison, Mario Andretti, Buddy Baker, uh, A.J. Foyt, Junior Johnson, Kale Yarbrough, uh, Ricky Rudd. Uh, just, you know, really, really uh, uh, one of those kind of, like, uh, guys that you know if you really know NASCAR kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also got Bobby Labonte. So he's joining his brother, uh, first brother pair to make it in Aww. there. Uh, you know, Daryl, Daryl's in there, but I don't think Michael's going to make it. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, maybe he will. He won two Daytona 500. Fingers so crossed, maybe, man. Yeah, maybe he can do it. Do you think uh, um, Kyle and Kurt will make it in? Yes, both yeah. both of them will be. I in. think so. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. In fact, Kyle and Kurt remind me a lot of uh, Bobby and Terry. Uh, Bobby definitely is, you know, the, the, the Kyle Busch kind of thing where he was just a really dominant race car driver. In fact, it would have been, uh, interesting had Jeff Gordon had never been in the sport. There's a lot of guys that would have shined, I think a little bit more. And Bobby Labonte is uh, far and above the one that would have shined the most. Hmm. Um, and they've got some weird similarities too. They both drove the 18. They both drove that green interstate batteries, 18. Um, Whoa. So, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's tripping uh, me out. What's funny is Kyle Busch actually also drove the five Kellogg's car, which was Terry Labonte's car, as well when he r- r- raced for Hendrick. So actually, he's he's got that whole Labonte Weird. connection going. Yeah, cool. Um, 
but yeah, uh, also the last one is Buddy Baker. So obviously another another really great selection. Um, two ones that I had had kind of on my voting list, and I'm sure a lot of NASCAR drivers or NASCAR fans too had them on there. Harry Gant and Neil Bonnet. Uh, I'm not sure where how the voting ended for everyone else, but uh, I'm guessing they must have been pretty high because they were high on my list. So, hmm. yeah. Um, I know we've got some some really cool events coming up this week. Do you want to you know, talk about any of them? Uh, well, we have, uh, I believe, Indy 500 this weekend. Yes, we do. Ooh, and we have uh, the Monaco Grand Prix, which is uh, a big deal, but I I don't know if I'm going to watch it this year. I'll probably, I'll get up. Yeah, we woke up, we woke up like early to watch it. Uh, I guess that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, not, nah, not something I'm going to probably wake up to watch again. <laughs> I don't know if... There were any passes last year. <laughs> My boy Daniel Ricardo, uh, his turbo failed, and he lost 250 horsepower, and he was still able to win it because Ooh. it's impossible to pass. Yeah, there. Well, well, do you know what turbos they run? They run the Borg Warner turbos. I don't. Cars? I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's things. a. I think it's a wide variety. I think that they probably designed their own. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. I I probably would have known. I guess it's the Warner, engine so. builder so okay they're making it themselves yeah that's interesting yeah yeah indy indy runs the borg warner one which is why the indy 500 trophy is the borg warner cup oh interesting uh news in indianapolis friggin fernando alonso and mclaren just had a Mm. failure of epic proportions um just i mean the 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 level of overconfidence and lack of preparation displayed by them is fascinating Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it's like total complacency. They, mm-hmm. I, I had read that they had, you know, booked out one of the like villas to watch from or whatever. Yeah, ish people can fit in there. Uh-huh. Fifty thousand dollars, and it will be fifty thousand dollars of people wearing McLaren gear to uh, celebrate their own failure. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, it's so awkward. I mean, like they had uh, Fernando Alonso. He crashed the car. The, he crashed the car, uh, which I think was just because of dirty air. Mm-hmm. Um. And it it also didn't seem to be set up super well. So he crashed the car, and then uh, it took them a full day to get their backup car ready. He lost a full day of practice because they just did not have the backup car ready. I think because it was painted with the wrong shade of orange. (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to repaint it Mm -hmm. just to qualify? Could they not have, like, qualified and then repainted it? Well, uh, so it was for practice. Wait so, wait, so why couldn't they gone out and done practice and then repainted it? Because uh, for sponsorship deals and, and whatnot, they needed to have it be the right color. I guess, man. And I, they, I would they, talk to my sponsors and be like, yo, we need to practice. Uh-huh. Deal with it. it well, so it was it – was, that was why it was not at the track. Mm. So they had to get it from a different location, bring it back to the track, get it all ready to go. Gotcha. Um, just, just total – complacency they also didn't have a a racing wheel uh for a while they had to like buy a racing wheel off of one of their fellow teams like just just all kinds of failures uh it's really interesting there are a few just search around on youtube or google uh there are a bunch of good articles out there interesting good videos it's 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 you know really interesting yeah i gotta say orange vanilla coke would never let us down like that no definitely already painted cars Uh we'd be good to go one orange one vanilla they'd be flavored Yes, yeah, um, yeah, and then we would wreck them at the end. Uh-huh. Well, we, we'd finish one and two. I'm not going to say who's number one, but you know who it is. Yeah, I do. And then we'd wreck them into each other at the end as part of the yeah. publicity stunt of Orange. And then Orange. the cars and we would merge into one. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. The, the new B-Boy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so a little uh, more somber news out of the F1 series. Mm. Um, Nikki Lauda uh, passed away just uh, you know I guess yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, pretty sad. Three-time F1 series champion, if I'm yes, recalling it correctly. Correct. Yeah, I take all of my information from that movie Rush. So I mean, it's a good source. Yeah, great well, movie. I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it's a shame. It, it it really stinks, especially the when I started watching F1 a couple of years ago. It was really cool seeing that he was at every single race because he was an advisor for Mercedes. So Mm -hmm. he would be at every single race and the camera would always focus on him and he would never want to be on camera. Uh, And it was just so cool 
seeing this legend who had stuck around for so long and and that was his you know one true passion uh Mm -hmm. seems like he lived a pretty good life overall yeah i really want to uh he has a a book um called the art and science of grand prix driving Mm. and i and i forgot kind of all about it uh but i remember like i saw it on ebay one time and i was like ooh. I really want to see that, and then, or I really want to read that. And then he also has his uh, "To Hell and Back," which is the, his autobiography that I really want to read. Oh yeah, um, uh, you know, it's just he led an interesting life, uh-huh. so it'd be interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, shame to see him go. I know that he had mm-hmm. been in bad health for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had uh, Nikki Lauda and Charlie Whiting, who was the race or uh, the. Yeah, race director for all of the F1 races. He passed away the week before the first race this year. Um, oh, wow. And he was, like, late 50s or something. Just Oh, wow, so kind of sudden. Yeah. Um, Dang. So it's not been a great year for, you know, these big NASCAR – or uh, big F1 personalities, as it were. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was also not a great week for our winer of the week. Mm, very true. Very, uh, you, very true. Do you want to announce it this week? Well, uh, I I would be happy to because we have, uh, for the second week in a row, Mr. Kyle mm-hmm. Bush, the Candyman yep. himself, has once again won Winer of the Week. He had such a pretty car, too. What, I know. what is there to whine about? I know. And it was a good car. I mean, he was the class of the field for uh-huh. a good bit of that uh-huh. all-star race. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know what? We don't have to explain it. Just give it a listen. Here you go. I mean, the dude has just no control, like no control whatsoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he, he can't, he can't, I don't know. I Like everyone's driving the same damn package and, and at the heart of it, fans were fucking entertained this week. Yeah. I, so you, you know, just, I don't you know if he's shut just, your mouth. I don't know if he's complaining because it didn't go well for him or as well as he would have wanted it to, or if he just really doesn't enjoy driving that package. But if you complain about things that often, it's going to be really hard to tell i mean he plays third so it couldn't have been yeah. that it wasn't working well for him yeah i mean and i i wonder if it happened after he hit the wall there that final stage oh like that might have, yeah that might have like played into it a little bit like he just uh-huh. hated the fact that he was standing on the gas and just got out of that corner uh, a little too high kind of thing mm. but whatever fuck him yep on to the the coke 600 so right back to the same track for the longest race of the year mm-hmm mm-hmm uh oh. 600 miles so mm-hmm. they've decided to be very clever with how they're breaking up these laps and do 100 lap first stage second stage is going to be 100 laps oh. uh the third stage is going to be 100 laps and then the oh. fourth stage they're going to bring it home with 100 laps oh okay well that i guess that makes sense 100 uh-huh. laps per stage that's just very common sense of them yeah 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 i mean keep it simple Half mile, tr- mile and a half track. Yep. Four stages, 150 yep. miles per stage. That's 600 miles. Wow, he did it. Yeah. The math really job. adds up. Uh, it does. How do you feel uh, about speak- this way of breaking up stages totally evenly, B boy? That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. It's I really don't care how they way. break up stages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, like, the one thing that they should try to do is for the final stage, uh, try and make it so it isn't a fuel mileage race. Mm hmm. Just because I feel like those are generally less interesting is do whatever they need to do to make sure that, like, even if you try to stretch it, you couldn't quite stretch to exactly the amount that's in the final stage. You need to, like, basically pit. Everyone's going to have to pit the same amount of time. And this is why, B-Boy, we need that rule about during final 10 laps, yellow flag stages or laps don't count. Hell yeah. Because it would totally make fuel mileage strategies so much more risky. Yeah, yeah, very, very risky. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I think people would still do it, especially guys that already have wins. Yeah, yeah, very risky. Yeah. Um. So for the arrow package this week, we've got five fifty and arrow ducks. So not quite the same as what they just ran because they had the those nostrils in the car, um, and then obviously the the weird curved uh, uh splitter. Um. So none of that stuff this week. Back to kind of normal cars. Five fifty horsepower. Yeah. And, and the arrow ducks. 
Um, some of the previous winners here, Jimmy Johnson used to own this place. Lowe's at Lowe's. It just made sense. Eight wins at this track. Harvick has three. Martin Truex Jr. has two. A number of drivers have one. Um, but really, yeah, this is Jimmy Johnson's place. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like every, it's like once every four weeks, we just have to say that. Dover, you know, Charlotte, huh. certain places he just owns. Well, I hope he wins. <laughs> well, uh, what happened last year? Did you uh, check that out? Uh, I did, yeah. So Kyle Busch started on pole. Uh, okay. And then in stage one, we saw defending winner Austin Dillon. We went to that race. Uh, he got into the wall after, after having a tire go down, uh, never sad to see that Kevin Harvick got into the wall as well. He was doing pretty well last year around that time as well. So I think uh, if I remember correctly, I was kind of excited about that just to get things to mix up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Kyle Busch won the first stage. Uh, just one quick thing to call out in the second stage, Joey Logano spun. Oh, yay. So that's good. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then Kyle Busch won the second stage. Oh, third nice. stage we saw unfortunately kyle larson spin and then ryan blaney blew up his engine like i've rarely seen anyone blow up an engine before his car was extremely on fire with a yeah, lot of yeah. smoke yeah it must have blown like right where the yeah. fuel con- connection line is or something or it blew and that knocked the fuel line off. yeah or i'm talking very on fire wow yeah. um so then uh third stage and third stage ended. Kyle Bush won that as well. So Jeez, that's three, three so for far three. for anyone yeah. keeping track at home. Uh and then some funny stuff happened in the third stage where uh someone got on the radio, just some random fan was dialing into different cars and yelling stuff oh, at them. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember that. He dialed into <laughs> the eighteen car and I was like, Kyle, how are your tires? And the spotter was just like, dude, shut up, go do something else. <laughs> Uh, which was very, very much like an internet yelling at well, some like, annoying kid well, that's type like thing. What we've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, jump on Austin Dillon's radio yeah. and just like make annoying noises. Yeah, dude. Him. <laughs> I know this guy's stealing our uh, stealing our idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he dialed into the '88's car and uh, told Bowman to shut up, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Kyle Busch went on to win uh, all four stages, clean sweep. Uh, it was his fourth win of the season. And mm-hmm. with that win, he became the first in history to win a race at every track uh, that he has competed oh, at. Gotcha. Yeah, that was when he cleared that. And uh, well, the weirdest gotcha. thing, if I, if I may finish, mm-hmm. was that he actually looked genuinely really happy with this win, which was oh, I'm sure. really very strange for me. Oh, he dominated the whole damn event. Yeah. I would be happy too. Yeah. Although I'm just surprised, I'm just surprised if, seeing him happy, you know? Yeah. It would be weird if he won, uh, or like won all the stages and won this year. And then like also complained about the cars. Again yeah. In yeah. Victory lane. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, not too surprising, I guess, to see him happy. If, you know, I, I'm sure he had that milestone on his, on his checklist on winning every single track. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's an impressive guy. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, so for the racing action, kind of what we saw at the All Star race, except for a little less restarty, so a bit more longer, longer stage runs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like in the longer runs that we did see, we still still saw guys going forward, still saw guys going back. They didn't seem to have too much trouble passing. Um, definitely better than it was when they were at the All Star event last year, mm. uh, because that was like so much. You had to get the side draft just right, and then you had to try to separate yourself and get by the guy before he got back to you to side draft. Um, so it was still some of that this year, but I felt like it was easier for the guys to pass, and especially uh, yeah. restarts. You know, I'm um, I'm tentatively looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah, I, tentatively as well for me um you know it's just memorial day weekend it's a, it's a nice tradition um to be able to watch indy 500 and watch this race so yeah cool um yeah so i think it's time for our smart and hard picks yeah? oh deal i'm in uh All you right, can go well, first if you want yeah i just want to first give an update kind of on how last week went so what I d- ended up doing, um, I I had three drivers. I had the 42, the 24, and the 88 all make it from the open mm. across. Uh, so what I decided to do, because uh, I was going to do this like five points thing per person, and like lowers your average. It just got weird. I just decided we'll take the best of your open drivers, whoever advanced the best 
finishing one would be your heart pick, basically. Mm. Um, so you had the 42, the 13, the 17, and the 21. 42, obviously, was your best finish. Same with me. So we both got that first place finish. First win of the year for you. Thank Good you. Choice. I finally did it. Yeah, it was both of our first heart po- our heart picks, so it just oh, made that's sense. sweet. Uh, I had Brad. He finished 11th, and you had uh, Chase, who finished 14th. Surprising out of those two. Yeah. Um, I guess that brings – oh, shoot. Let me get our average across here. Uh, brings you down to a 10.83. So you're back under 11 again, so that's good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been a little while. Um, and then yeah, I'm down yeah. to an 8.88. So you're less than two points off. Yeah, I'm coming for you, dum-dum. Yeah, I can see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so, yeah, smart and heart picks. Uh, you can go first. Who you got? Uh, let's see. So in terms of smart picks, I'm going to go with – I'm just going to be – that guy and go with Kyle Busch here. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Um, and with that, I'm going to – I mean, I can't go with Kyle, but I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I mean, okay. the millennial car was super strong, and I just mm. expected to be strong uh, – you know, the four car to be strong this week too. So. Yeah, I wonder – I mean, I, I don't imagine it will, but I wonder if it's going to – like how long it will take to start eating away at Harvick that he's the only person in the top seven that doesn't have a win. <laughs> I don't think it's eating him up too no, much. No, <laughs> he he's, knows he's, he's too uh, like, successful. He's getting too good. like yeah, he's like only a couple weeks away basically from locking himself in. Yeah. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, just keep running consistently. The wins will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your heart pick? Um, let's see. Hmm, this is a tough one because part of me wants to go with Jimmy Johnson, but also uh, I've been hurt too many times before. Well, Jimmy's actually – so just to, you know, put some numbers behind that, your average finish with Jimmy Johnson is an 8.33. Yeah. That's pretty good. For a, for a heart pick, that's pretty damn good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, – yeah, you know what? Why not? Overall, the old dice. We'll go with old Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim. All right. One more time. I'm picking, picking uh-huh. him. Uh, old so, Jim, right, Jim, Jim. Uh, you know, I got to go – with you know the same guy that my heart almost always belongs with mm. uh and the guy that i've picked six times already this season uh-huh. and and our last week's winner so i'm gonna go with kyle larson i think that's a smart choice yeah if you had gone with larson i was gonna go with uh either suarez or bowman i think okay any of those or johnson was up there too johnson yeah. bowman suarez Man, that'd be uh, cool and suarez also one. yeah i think dark horse for me is ryan newman Ooh. Yeah. I think he's really good at Charlotte. I get that we're in different cars, but his car was fine. At, uh-huh. In fact, he ran up through the field a number of times at the All-Star race. So, Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be happy Plus to see him Plus, he's just fired win. up. Yeah. yeah. It'd yeah. be good for Roush to get them a win. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, where does that bring us to? Where are we at now? I believe that we are at our rapid-fire questions. Ooh, rapid fire. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, am I rapid firing first? or are you? Uh, go for it. All right. I got it. All right. So, um, you know how I like my statistics. What were the most – I want to know the amount of laps and then also who led them. What were the most laps led in a Charlotte race ever? In any Charlotte in, race? In any Charlotte race. And there's been, I think, like 119 races there. But I will tell you, just to help you out, that it's someone you know. I'm not going to say it's an active driver or inactive or anything like that, but you would know. You know this driver, so I'm not um, giving you someone hard. Do I just have to say the driver? Yeah, and how many laps they would Sick. Uh In one race. I'm going to say Daryl Wallace, 400. Daryl Wallace or yeah. Waltrip? Daryl Waltrip. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know that Bubba's you know that yeah yeah. Uh, Thank uh, you. Uh, and how many how many laps did you say? Uh, all of them four hundred. Four hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, pretty close. Three hundred ninety-two in twenty sixteen by Mr. Martin Truex Jr. Oh, so we talked wow. about you know Kyle Busch dominating last year. That that twenty sixteen event was a hell of a domination. Mm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. All but eight laps in a six hundred mile event. That's insane. Yeah, that is absolutely um, ridiculous. And then kind of on the backside of this. What were the least la- amount of laps led by the guy that ended up winning the race? Hmm. Same thing, laps and then driver. Laps and, and then answers, driver. So if you can get any of them, then that's great. I'm going to say one lap. 
and uh, no, I'll say two laps, and I'm gonna be upset with myself if it was one lap. Um, ooh, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, wrong on the driver, but correct on the laps. Yes, and I, it's a it's a damn shame because I expected you to get this, considering we were there. Oh no! 2017, Austin Dillon oh. comes out of nowhere just to I'd lead the final two laps. I had forgotten how bad he was that day. Yeah, yeah, he the fuel mileage his way to that win. So, um, and then same thing, 2011, uh, Kevin Harvick only led two laps in that race, and he also. Uh, I think fuel mileage hmm. his way to that win. So, dang it! Yeah, interesting. I really All right, my own heart here. <laughs> All right, who you got? What's, um, your, what's your rapid fire? Let's see. Uh, so let's say that NASCAR decided to have a knockout race where uh, every two laps, whoever was in last place would get knocked out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who would win? Oh dang. Uh, where are we racing? Do I get that mm. or just anywhere? Like yeah, overall. that's a good question. I'm going to say Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's a really gonna, good question. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the 18. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was I going just, to say as well. Yeah, it was going to be the 18, the four, or actually the 22 because he just runs so consistently mm-hmm, at almost every track. Mm-hmm. He gets so many stage points, man. Yeah, so many. Fucking yeah, stage that points. that's a smart choice as well. 22. Although, yeah, yes. I feel like I don't know. They're all such consistent drivers, which is what you would need in that sort of scenario. Yeah, uh, yeah. You couldn't pick the 42 or like the nine or the any anyone like that because no. like they inevitably will have one like stage or pit or something uh-huh. that'll go bad and then they'll be out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, so, next question, kind of straightforward. Should we have more non-points-paying exhibition races? Mm, I think we could do with one more. Yeah, kind of like mid-season, maybe maybe right before we go into the, the chase? Ooh, yeah, I like that. I think it would be cool to essentially have like a chase drivers race kind of thing. Um, so, they go out. Uh, and, and so, what I was thinking was, uh, what's what's the first race of the chase? This year? Richmond? No, Richmond's the last race before the chase. I don't know. Let's see. Um, And I already forgot, even though we were so hyped about the schedule, what the first race of the chase is next year, too. But I remember it's something good. It's like Bristol or or Martinsville. No, I think it is Bristol. Oh, is Um, the first race... Oh, it's not the Roval. No, that's like the transfer race. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry. Um, Oh, Las Vegas. And then Richmond and then Roval. Okay. Um. Isn't there like another track out in Vegas? Maybe there's like two tracks. I don't anyway, know. There's the drag. Whatever it is, they should choose like the yeah yeah definitely <laughs> not the drag track. <laughs> uh, but they should choose something like that and have like the 16 guys that got in race like a short race like exhibition style, kind of like the All Star race. Um, or maybe even elimination style, uh-huh. where like Ooh. every stage you get rid of four drivers, yeah. kind of like the the chase Ooh. for the cup. Um, and yeah, and just have just have a race at like a short track, just a little half mile or somewhere. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I would think like Indianapolis Raceway Park would be cool, but then you'd only want to do that if like the first race in the chase was Indy four or four hundred. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. what do you think that the other drivers should do? Uh, sit at home, um, nice. you know, pretending like they are good, good. at driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to do an iRace. Yeah, yeah. They get to, <laughs> yeah, they get to, no, they have to show up to the event and, like, serve drinks. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, cool. Is it my turn? It is. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, which driver, so you know who, how, uh, Keanu Reeves is immortal? Yeah, he is. Uh, which NASCAR driver is also immortal? Mm. Would you say? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say who's immortal. I think, I think Ryan Newman is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He, yeah, like he he took some punches to the face, but it's not like he cares. He goes home and just. Eats a bunch of, you know, Oscar Mayer hot dogs. And then, uh-huh. uh, you know, he's been putting out all this weight because he's just so sad that he can't die. Yeah. Yeah. That'll yeah. get you down. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, definitely Joey Logano. 
<laughs> I mean, that sh- oh, kind yeah. of shit-eating grin can only come yeah. from someone who's seen a lot of a lot of days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think we talked about it this past week uh, about how the only reason we dislike him is because he's that guy like that you always see at the parties mm. and everything, and everyone loves him, and you're just like, I hate this guy because everyone loves him. But like, honestly, I like him too because he's just a good dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. He's tough to hate, but we we manage God, to do it. Do I manage to? <laughs> God, do I manage to? Yeah, he's the worst. Uh-huh. All right. For, Seems for, like a great uh, guy, though. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so for for my final question, it's just kind of I guess a little a uh, little less fun than normal. But if you could choose any track, uh, it could be fictional, I guess, if you want it to be. Uh, but any track in the world to be added to the NASCAR schedule, which one would you add? Hey, that's fun. Don't get yourself down. Thanks, man. Um, There is a test track on top of the building that Fiat, uh, one of the buildings they manufacture their cars at. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, It's a test track with banked turns on top of a building in like italy somewhere i think so it's basically like test track the ride at, at Ye- yeah pretty much oh, okay um failing that if we want to be a little bit more realistic oh can i give two sure thank you um i would say uh the nord nord slife uh the 14 kilometer long like ridiculous track out in germany uh just that would be such a challenge and so entertaining to watch them struggle to do what what do you call it the nordschleife the nurburgring yeah okay yeah that's okay nurburgring okay that's what i know it as because i was about to say that but i i guess what i never heard that so uh the nurburgring is the i think the nurburgring can apply to either of them but uh the nurburgring is what the f1 drivers race at it's a okay. it's a like proper f1 racetrack it's the smaller piece of the whole thing mm-hmm. right? yeah and then yeah, the nordschleife okay. is the big 14 oh i see i'm with you I'm yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. okay uh what's interesting was that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say the nurburgring uh-huh. uh but you're but you're right like racing the whole thing would be fucking cool Ugh. too i mean i don't know how we would shoot it they basically have to have like drones in the air oh, to like, yeah. get all the uh-huh. footage and everything uh-huh. but it would be really cool. it'd be amazing yeah. Um, um, either that or uh, if we really want to be silly, uh, Baku, the <laughs> the race for <laughs> Formula One. Place. Dude, yeah, it's yeah. just so dumb every single year in <laughs> F1. And they it would can't be, make that one corner. No, they wouldn't be able to. It would be <laughs> such a mess. These cars can't they slow would down like that. <laughs> literally crash into a castle. <laughs> and it'd be hilarious. I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or more uh, realistically, Spa, because it's got a cool hill. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think like Three my answers. more realistic ones are either uh, Daytona Infield. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, like that would just be nice for them to run, or either that, or uh, uh, oh shoot, now I'm going to lose the name. Uh, Road America up in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, like that'd be a cool race. Yeah, run, so be cool if I'm they all went about to them road courses. Laguna Seca as well. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if they did, uh, do you know at Monza how they have that? test track with the massive uh banking it's like is that banking that is that the one that they test the like highest speed cars at um oh shoot okay so there's two that you might be talking of either the one at monza that's like a nascar oval with big straightaways okay. but there's also mm-hmm. one that is just like a big 22 like kilometer diameter uh it's either diameter or circumference just big banked circle that yeah, yeah, be, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Now that's that would the, be where they something. test highest speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle would be like, my car isn't performing. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, dude, it's just a giant fucking circle where yeah, you barely just, have to turn. Yeah. Like, just stay on the gas and hope for the best. Then complaints about just turning left, I would accept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it would just be a consistent, like, always turn to the left. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, cool. All right, uh, final rapid fire question. What you got? Uh, what is one event that you personally would be able to beat all of the cup drivers in? Hmm. Mario Kart on the 64. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's definitely just like one of the best games that I know, but it's also racing and I could just destroy them at it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I was going to say pretty much any video game. Um, 
<laughs> I assume. Except for iRacing, yeah, yeah. Except for iRacing. <laughs> uh, in terms of, like, non-video game things, though, um, I have a pretty good vocabulary. Yeah, we're. I was going to say, we're too nerdy to, like, just There's nothing physical. Games. Yeah, Certainly yeah. not. I was going to say maybe, like, <laughs> Back in the day, maybe an eating contest, but Ryan Newman is Ryan Newman, the, man. Ryan he Newman is so win. Jeez, um, yeah. um, I don't know. Do you think I? I used to be in musicals, uh, and I've done improv. Maybe like some sort of improv competition. I don't know if they've done, but they've probably taken some of them. Have probably taken like professional acting or had coaching, or at least like speaking classes. Yeah, yeah. so I think that helps a lot. But yeah. there's really nothing. Yeah, you in just, my life that I'm better <laughs> other than video games. That's all I've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, Yeah, Dad. that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I, I have anything outside of video games either. I No, I say that. There's probably quite a few things that I'm I'm probably better than yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I wonder, like, what kind of hobbies they have. I yeah. mean, like, do some of them, like, really like to cook? Oh, we never know their other side of their lives, man. I know. It's so sad. Yeah. We yeah. we should start a NASCAR tabloid. We should, yeah, and just make up things about that. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. need to be true. That's what a tabloid does. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Orange Vanilla Coke. Thank you so much for sponsoring mm, us. Big ups. Um, we don't got to go over the standings this week. No, so that kind of just God. brings us to the end. Yeah. Um, still have still all the same standings as last week, but we'll, we'll gladly have new guy run through them for you next week after the end of the Coke 600. Mm-hmm. We hope you look forward to the next week's race because we know we do. And we hope yeah. you look forward to listening to us next week because we're here every week, guys. We're here for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, you can count on us. You can count Except on us. Except for, for a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. That but now one you can count on us. We're, we're not going to talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, but there was no race then, so like, yeah. who cares? Correct. Um, but yeah, we're the big one podcast. We talk about racing. We talk about all kinds of racing today. It was a pretty pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys if you're still listening. Fifty three minutes in, well done. Um, and yeah, uh, follow us at a big one podcast on Twitter. Um, send us emails, rate us on iTunes, all of the good stuff that we always ask you to do. Um, Orange vanilla Coke, drink it. I think that's their, their slogan. So that's good. That's catchy. Yeah. Just drink it. Yeah. Thanks. Like, like lift with ride it. Yeah. Catchy. Yeah. So Both of them. Uh, anything you want to say to our, our listeners? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Nope. Not, no. Uh, that's new guys signing off. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye guys. Bye.